Time for us to talk about the province's finances and what kind of shape they are in. We got more of a picture of that yesterday. Joining us now is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And the executive summary is uh, looking pretty good. So given what we're hearing, and it's not just BC, right? This is quite a few provinces that are in this shape now. There never did end up being any kind of a deficit as a result of COVID-19. Yeah, we had one bad year. So the year that the pandemic struck, 20. Uh, way back uh, 2020, 2020 yeah. that year didn't go well and uh, nobody expected it to. But since then, um, things have been on the mend. And, you know, I think a couple of things. British Columbia often is uh, a little bit different than other places. And a couple of the big differences here, which we're starting to see play out. The first is Dr. Bonnie Henry kept the economy open. You know, I know lockdown. Everybody thinks there was this massive lockdown. There was not. A lot of the sectors of the BC economy kept open, particularly the mega projects that are being built in the north, particularly residential construction. And as a result, people kept working. And when you're working, you make money and you pay taxes. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing, even when government sends out checks to people, some of that comes back in Yeah. Because they buy stuff and that. So when you look at what's actually happened on the revenue side, Back in February, we got a budget for the year that started April the 1st. What we got yesterday was an update on the first three months of that year, so April, May, June. And based on what happened in that first three months, Selena Robinson says she's expecting, take a deep breath, $9 billion more in revenue for the year than she budgeted for I'm in sorry. February. Nine billion? Nine billion dollars. Like, I wish and I made that kind of mistake on my finances. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, if you make a mistake as a finance minister and you overestimate revenues and you get a deficit, people call for your head. But nobody gets all that upset if the finance minister comes on partway through the year and says, hey, things went better than I thought they would, you know, and hey, wow, we've got all this extra money. Uh, look at where that money's coming from. And again, this goes back to what I said about Dr. Henry keeping the economy going. $3 billion more than expected in income taxes. That's you, that's me, that's everybody paying their taxes. And it's a lot. Uh, almost $2 billion in corporate income taxes. So again, even though we had this ravage in the tourism industry and a lot of sectors of the economy struggling, uh, enough of the provinces, corporations, and corporate taxpayers kept going that they they sent in, uh, well, they say almost $2 billion more than expected. And the other thing that's really interesting, because it hasn't happened for a while, there is a big surge in revenue from commodities. British Columbia still mines a lot of stuff, still ships natural gas out, and there was a real windfall there. $1.7 billion more, Simi, in royalties from natural gas. We did not here in British Columbia, send more natural gas outside the border by pipeline. It's just that it was worth a lot more because there's an international shortage of commodities. We produce those commodities. We get a better price. When we get a better price, the government gets a bigger piece of the action. You put all that together, more income taxes, more corporate taxes, more uh, natural gas royalties. And there are a bunch of other things that improve too. Uh, That's where you get the $9 billion windfall. Okay, so we went from projecting a, what, $5.5 billion deficit for this year to a surplus? Yep, $700 million surplus. 
So you remember, because we talked about it uh, back in August, we got the audited financial statements for last year, for 2021. And when we got the audited financial statements, we discovered that what had been projected as a deficit ended up as a surplus. When we got that surplus, that was $1.3 billion. Robinson said in releasing those, well, don't expect the next accounts to be as encouraging. Well, they're not as encouraging, $700 million surplus versus $1.3 billion. It's still looking pretty good so far. She's a finance minister, and finance ministers always have a warning prudent and she warned us that you know the the international economy stuff the inflation rate of inflation cooling of the housing market high interest rates that all of that will eventually add up and we may not have as many good years going forward but so far still looking pretty good okay so what does that mean then for the year ahead what does that change now well you know for one thing it creates more spending room for the government i mean when you're in surplus and, and when you've got, a, as I said, a $9 billion windfall you didn't plan for, um, you've got more room to spend. And these are new Democrats, so they spent some of it. There's $1.9 billion announced Monday as the first down payment on those big labor contracts that the government is negotiating with the public sector unions. So based on what they put on the table in July, they're saying the first year will cost at least $1.9 billion. So they, but they've got the money to pay that now. And that's only the first year of three-year deals right across the public sector. And so not just the HEU and the GEU that have been announced. Uh, second thing is, uh, you remember last week, Premier John Horgan and Selena Robinson were out announcing what they called affordability assistance, inflation relief, $600 million last week. And Robinson said yesterday she set aside a billion dollars. So that means, Simi, there's another $400 million in relief coming. Hasn't been announced yet. Uh, the other thing that happens Because British Columbia builds its budgets over three years, if we have a better than expected this year, a year this year, it affects projections for next year and the year after. And there's a very interesting thing in the footnotes of yesterday's financial report. Next year and the year after, Robinson has put aside for $2 billion in each of those years for, quote, priority initiatives to be determined later. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, what it means, I think, didn't say this, is the change of leadership in the NDP occurs in December. We are assuming it will be David Eby. By December, the budget that will be tabled in the legislature next February is already pretty much made up. The budgets are complicated things, and ministries have to bring all their plans, spending plans, through. But what Robinson has done is put aside $2 billion unallocated for that next budget. So if it is David Eby and he has some spending plans that he wants to announce, he can put his own personal stamp on that next provincial budget. $2 billion is a lot of money. Uh, If you want to think why he might want to do that right away, uh, think possibility of a new uh, an early election in 2023 oh my goodness <laughs> i don't even want to think about something like that Vaughn. Uh, but this you know, is... i'm in the business of covering elections you know i i love elections 
Really? I, yeah, no, I, I pretend to grumble that we don't need an early election. But frankly, when you write a daily political column, uh, you can't be too critical of uh, an early election. Okay, so that's interesting, though. But first, they have to get this kind of, uh, oh, little thing called a leadership contest over with. Yes, they do. And uh, there are three declared candidates for the NDP leadership, although we don't know how many there will be at the end because they have to put up $40,000 in October. David Eby certainly will be able to do that. Uh, Anjali Apadurai says she's already raised the money, but unfortunately, in her case, um, she's under investigation. Maybe that's too strong a word. The party is reviewing allegations or concerns that uh, one of Apadurai's supporters offered to pay the membership fee, the $10 fee, for people who could not afford it to join the NDP. That is actually against election law in British Columbia. Now, Apadurai says it was all a misunderstanding, but the party does have to look into it, and David Eby, uh, Simi, is the one who said these are serious allegations, and they uh, warrant investigation. Hmm, All right, more to come on that one, too. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.